for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, 24 hours of commercial free programming. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Follow Green Room Show on Twitter for all of Amazon's great Green Room deals. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, host of The Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone, welcome to the program. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. I'm your host of The Green Room, Sean Green. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Feel free to give us a call at any time. 323-203-0815. Yeah. Feeling like a real DJ today, Logan. <laughs> Logan, how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? Good. Uh, for all these those listeners at home, I'm proud to report Logan's eyebrows are back, baby. Back yeah. and better than ever. <laughs> he also yeah. grew out a beard. Any reason for that, Logan? It's cold. Cold? Growing a My beard face on? gets cold. Yeah. Keep you warm at night? So how was your weekend? You do anything cool? Um, no, I I don't think I did anything cool over the weekend. I just worked, and then on Sunday I just crashed. Yeah. I was working on that gay show, as you guys know, <laughs> and that was tiring. Oh, working man, on that gay show, man. That. Really, really took a lot out of you working on that gay soap opera. I was actually gripping, so yeah, I was. You're gripping something on the oh gay God, soap opera. Oh God, there's no way to get out of this. Yeah, I was gripping. Which Literally, means... you can turn anything into a sexual euphemism, yeah. <laughs> but just gay soap opera. I feel like we're teed up. I feel I, I'm not I'm not mature enough to walk away yeah. from these uh, <laughs> analogies. So any of the guys hit on you, Logan? You ever get uh, approached working on this gay soap opera? No, but I did yesterday when I went to the producers. Uh birthday and it creeped me out <laughs> <laughs> wait, all right, so wait, but i don't ha- know if the dude was hitting on me but he was uh, wait, all right so wait, what, what happened creep me the fuck out What's all up? right what happened uh nothing he's just like oh hey i i just remember you you know <laughs> yeah, i saw you on set i was like oh okay <laughs> so it's it just his flamboyant really total voice really no weird. no it was like he was like i remember you looking oh, at me and he did oh. the i yeah, he. I For those listening me. at home, Logan did the uh, eyebrows jumping up. That means obviously <laughs> the guy's into you. Well, man, we have a great program for you today. We have a uh, comedian Nick Rutherford coming in. We got a uh, Celeste Thornson, that actress who did show up the other day. She's calling in on the phone. So hopefully that's a more reliable oh, she looking. She still didn't come in though. Nah. It's too bad. It's all right, Logan. I'll try to hook you up with her, though. That's the main reason why she's calling it. She doesn't realize that, but essentially we're going to try to hook you up, Logan. Nice. And then uh, Stud Manley's going to be calling in with some movie reviews at the end of the show. I uh, Let's see. Well, we can talk about uh, this story. It just happened today. Chris Henry, the receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, passed away. Did you hear about this, Logan? No. Chris Henry, the receiver for the Bengals, he's been a troubled guy, and uh, I guess... You know, he got into he's out he's hasn't been playing football because he has a broken arm. Then he's uh at home hanging out with the girlfriend and I guess she they were getting ready to work on some wedding stuff and then uh, next thing you know they got into an argument. She leaves in her pickup truck. I don't know how he does this, but he's able to jump in the back of the pickup truck and then they have he's <laughs> <laughs> an amazing athlete and then they have they have police reports saying that he was trying to bust through the back. 
part of the uh Oh, I'm picturing this Terminator 2 scene. <laughs> <laughs> he like jumps on the truck. He's like, oh my god. Yeah, just picture Chris Henry in an arm cast because he had a he's a broken arm. That's why he's wow. not playing. So you instead- see the arm cast bust through the roof. <laughs> yeah. Like you're looking right at it. Oh instead of like the long metallic arm, it's Chris Henry <laughs> just like chasing after this poor woman. Yes. Anyway, he's he jumps in the back seat of the pickup. He's pounding on the door. I mean, this is according to witnesses who saw this. He's shirtless, <laughs> and I guess uh, I mean this is a sad part, but. I guess he ended up getting thrown from the pickup truck at some point, and he died. So, wow. That's bummer. Weird. The uh, moral of the story is don't practice domestic abuse. It's not a good idea. Whoa, look who decided to show up. <laughs> hey, everybody. In Rio. Sorry, that's the um, that's the substitute teacher move, like, oh, or just any teacher's hey, move. like. Don't oh. we now are Christmas apparel, right? Yeah, we're yeah. Uh, getting ready for the Christmas comedy garage. We're actually doing a weekday Christmas comedy garage. Normally, it's a Saturday night thing, but I guess because uh, of the Christmas holidays, uh, we're going to be doing one Thursday night. I'll be dressing up as uh, Santa Claus and revealing my naughty and nice list, so uh, better look out for that. Nick, thanks for coming on the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about this show tonight, actually. Yeah, dude. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be a good time. I set up the Christmas tree and everything. First off, I'm getting the Christmas tree back was a huge pain in the ass. Last year, my mom sent me back with my with a Christmas tree, like a, a fake Christmas tree, but she sent me back. It was like after I'd already went back to Pennsylvania for the holidays. She insisted that I take home this fake Christmas tree because she got it on a deal <laughs> buying it after Christmas has already happened. So I don't know if you've ever tried to chuck, uh, check baggage or whatever, but you know, throwing in a giant fake Christmas tree doesn't help. And then this year I had to bring a giant box of ornaments and a tree skirt back. Because my mom's insisting that, but you know, I've seen that picture. That that skirt is very attractive. Yes, it is. <laughs> I was thinking it's probably the first and last time you'll see a skirt in the comedy garage. <laughs> I uh oh, wait, because <laughs> you know Heather Thompson's not putting one on. Yeah, no, and it's it's pretty cold. So, um, I had a uh, I was out in Vegas. <laughs> it sounded like really sexist, but actually there was a lot of logic behind that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear? Oh, um, I remember a dirty joke I heard in seventh grade. Um, why don't girls wear skirts in the winter? Why's that? So their lips don't get chapped. Oh! oh. <laughs> I remember hearing that, uh, hearing that joke and thinking one day, one day I'll be able to use that. I was, uh, I was out in Vegas this uh, past weekend, hanging out. <laughs> Two of my buddies from uh, Pennsylvania, they, they were out, and I met up with them. Had a great time. A uh, couple things I noticed. First off, when I guess uh, I didn't realize this, but we went out there, and it was also rodeo week. So the entire Every place you went was blasting country music, and they're just guys walking around in cowboy hats the entire place. Like, you know, guys in the buffet, cowboy hats. Guys at the crab table, cowboy hats. Guys, blackjack, cowboy hat. Guy, we were in a dance club, and it was just so hilarious to just see all these people, like, grinding. And then you just see one soul, like, cowboy hat <laughs> slowly moving through. Like, I just, I just was locked in on this guy the entire time. He was line dancing. That's just, yeah, he was not. That's just the pattern they make. Yeah, he is zigzagging all over the thing. I was trying to think in my head what was funnier, uh, seeing guys wearing a cowboy hat using their cell phone or seeing black guys really into the rodeo. I don't know what it is, but seeing a black guy really into the rodeo is just it's just funny, Logan. It's just funny. Where was the rodeo at? I guess uh, outside of, uh, you know, it's not right in the Vegas, like the downtown strip area, but it's just right outside. And it was weird, like hanging out in the sports book. Uh, instead of people watching like NBA or NFL games, they're all sitting around watching the rodeo. And I 
I pulled a clip of like some rodeo announcers. I don't know. It's it's a it's a whole nother world. Oh, Monty Goodwin, Weatherford, Oklahoma. This is old Tucson from mother and son. Of course, we've watched at the Wrangler National Park. Now, th- this is possibly the most <laughs> annoying wow. noise in the world is the rodeo beat. This is old beat. Tucson from mother and son. Of course, we've watched at the Wrangler National Finals. Nine times to the City of Lights in Las Vegas for that great... And then just picture people going nuts like, yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like it's just medieval times. Like the rodeo, you know, like you go, you root for a color that's assigned to you. And yeah, exactly. It. But no, these people, you know, they followed it like a legitimate sport, I guess, in their mind. You know, they they had like different people. They were, and then the, the there was weird like chick that were into rodeo. Not necessarily like women who their husbands were into rodeo. These were like female cowgirls who, you know, like eight time um, most wrangled, uh, you know, chick. I, they called them cowgirls. It was a very bizarre experience. I also, we stayed at the MGM. Have you ever been to the MGM? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you got the uh, the lion cage. And I don't know what has to happen in society with interactions with these wild animals that people decide at some point this is a bad idea. Like, literally, all right, there are people in the lion cage with the lions trying to get them to act excited because all these people are here, like, you know, giving them a bone, throwing a ball around with them. And, <laughs> and, and we're... You know, we're on the Sunset, sh- or we're in the Las Vegas Strip. A quarter mile away, there was the most horrific accident where a, a tiger ate uh, Siegfried or Roy. I forget which one. But what is what goes on in your head where you think like, oh, Siegfried and Roy, they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> like these people were, I, I can't picture a bigger expert on animals. And you're like, oh no, I Siegfried and Roy, they didn't know what they were talking about when it comes to animals. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to animals. They just let people, just like regular citizens, play with the lions? No, no, no. I mean, these guys are trained, but I'm looking at this kid. He's like, you know, he's no more than 25 years old. It's probably like some sort of internship. Right. Like, I can't imagine <laughs> can't imagine oh, how man. much money you would have to pay me to go in the lion's den with these things. And I was just sitting there watching like, man, I'm, I'm about to – there's no way this lion isn't going to bite his head off. Yeah, versus being Stephen and Roy, who like slept with their tigers every night. Right, they Did, slept with the tigers. Them, raise can them, you imagine them. getting that internship? By the way, oh man, I get to work at the MGM Grand. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's There's cool. no way. Here's a steak and a hula hoop. <laughs> yes. Go in this cage and. <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. They had this, they had this ball stuffed with these sticks and fur to kind of make it look like a, a animal or something. They oh kept trying gosh. to throw it at it to get. It's like, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. There's no way that these guys um, saw the chimp lady on Oprah. There's no way. Because if you saw that, did you see that? No, I've heard, and I'm, I'm terrified. It's like two up. girls, one cup. You're better off just not seeing it, you oh, know? God. Just just believe everyone when they say how horrific it is. It was, is it a woman that looks like a chimp? No, it was the woman who, in the news... It's uh, kind of like Logan a few few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> with no eyebrows? Yeah, exactly. Although well, Logan's looking very normal now. With he his is. Fully, he looks good. They're almost bushy. They're almost to that almost stage. Almost lumberjack like. No, but uh, the Maybe. the chimp lady, she was the she was the one who had her face ripped off. She went over to her friend's house, and then the chimp tweaked out and ripped her face off. Oh. And yes. I mean, not to be mean, but the, she really should have just been killed. I mean, there's there's no way this lady wants to live. <laughs> that's and what you mean. No, no, dude. If she could see herself, she would kill herself. And that's what she, she can't. She doesn't have any see? eyes. No, the eyes were ripped out of the sockets. Like everything. Like you look at it, it looks CGI. It's that horrific of a picture. And Oprah, I love how we can have this woman with just like half a face ripped off. You know, totally her to- face just shredded apart. It's really gruesome. 
And then, you know, Janet Jackson, a, a slight piece of her nipple pops out and, oh, my God, $500,000 yeah. fines. What's going wrong in this country, man? That's indecent. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking up a picture of it on my phone right now. Oh, yeah. I got to see it. Just we'll, we'll just wait for Nick's reaction shot. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Man. Oh, wait, this, is, this must be before. The, the, there's a, pit, a chimp holding a white cat here. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Just search Chimp Lady Oprah if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's really going to mess up your day. Oh, God. And uh, flying back, I – have you – like, I, all right, I'm a guy who loves great customer service, right? I enjoy great customer service. I expect it out of uh, stuff I'm buying. I appreciate good customer service. But it's an, it's. an I also hate when people are, like, belittling or talking down to the people making the stuff. This lady at the coffee bean at the airport – was just going off like, oh, oh my God, is that how much we're charging for a coffee? Oh, four dollars. Oh my God, she's saying that to the people making the coffee. Clearly, do you have no idea? You're six years old. You understand how business works. Clearly, the guys behind the right. coffee bean—they're not in charge of setting the prices. It's not a commission-based business. They're like, oh yeah, I get to take home whatever I don't make. Yeah, that sucks. She was complaining just to com- the actual employees. Just complaining it. to complain. Yeah. She was just, and then just everything like the price, 85 cents for soy milk. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Like you know, like it's some personal insult. It's the airport. They're gonna rip you off, sweetie. God, <laughs> I just don't know so where I'm people sure. get the audacity. But that is ridiculous. 85 cents for soy milk. Some people no, are yeah. lactose intolerant. They shouldn't have to pay a premium. I agree, Nick. I agree. You're looking out for people, Nick. Nick, you're an actor, right? That's right. You enjoy acting. I learned this about Nick. You're an actor. <laughs> Um, I'm into it. I learned this about Nick. Nick, you actually grew up uh, acting. Like, you've been acting your whole life. You told me this. I'd never known this, but you were actually a child actor. That's right. Yeah, I did my first commercial when I was three years old. Now, how'd that go? It was fun. Uh, the story goes, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I barely Great remember. Great set, it. the director. You know, how was yeah. the director? <laughs> I remember, like, just eating a boatload of Oreo cookies. Like, oh, really? Was that, that what was it was for? I was a kid, too. No, it was for Puffalumps, <laughs> which doesn't exist anymore. It says, uh, they're really soft stuffed animals, but uh, I, I the story is that my mom, that some my mom had a photographer friend who took a picture of me and some little other little girl when we were little very young, and she's like, you should send these out to agencies. My mom's like, all right, and did, and then that was that, and I just started booking commercials and things, and I was young Skippy on Family Ties. Yeah. For a flashback episode. That's crazy because I interned for Skippy, the guy who played Skippy. That's right. We had this. I interned too. for Skippy, um, and, jeez. I don't know how to say this. Uh, basically, if you're, <laughs> he's he's gone mad. Um, no, I I don't know if he's necessarily gone mad, but he's a little he's a little out there now. You know, Skippy he had his he had his nice run on the sitcom, and then you know still trying to uh, get back in the good graces of life. But so uh, what, what did he need an intern for? R- that was that was unclear. <laughs> no, I guess just a buddy. He just yeah. wanted a buddy. <laughs> he could have used that too. Uh, no, if, I. If you do well, you could become my actual friend. <laughs> he was he, he was starting this I guess he's still good friends with Bud Friedman Bud Friedman's really nice to him and he was working on this website for uh, Bud Friedman the improv and stuff and so he would you know he would I guess I would help out with like some of the video clips and stuff like that but it was a it was a bizarre experience it was 
you know, yeah, I just didn't really feel like I was getting much out of the internship. It wasn't a, it wasn't a great time in my life. Was the website <laughs> iFunny or something like that? iJoke or something like yeah. that, yeah. I just saw the website for the first time tonight, actually. Somebody, yeah. like, was on some competition and said, like, forwarded, you know, vote for me. Right. And it's really weird. There's, like... Bud Friedman's pictures on every page. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like called it, the monocle and stuff. It's really odd. You click on him, it's like, hi, I'm Bud Friedman. That's right, Bud Friedman of the Improv. <laughs> yeah. Join our community. Like, I can't promise that you're going to be famous as Ray Romano or Sarah Silverman <laughs> yeah. or, or one of the other many young talents that I started at my clubs. Yeah. But still, post on the message board. It's so <laughs> wacky. You were you were part of that. Yeah, no, he was... He, yeah, I mean, I would just... we. They had this idea of like filming comics, doing jokes or something. I don't know. The whole, the whole concept wasn't really that clear. It was uh, it's kind of a, it, it wasn't very founded operation. But uh, you know, whatever. Bud Friedman, he owns the Improvs. Seems like a nice guy. Huh. I got no beef with him. So you were uh, you started out as a child actor. Now what else? Like how many uh, how many roles did you end up doing as a kid? I have no idea. I really don't know. I did a bunch of commercials. I did a bunch of random spots, like movies you may or not know that I had small parts in was Big Business with Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin, and then Pacific Heights um, with, I think, Melanie Griffith and uh, the guy, one of the guys who played Batman. So now as a kid, did you did you like doing this? I I mean it was just my life. Uh, my mom made it really fun, you know, and, and it, we just I'd go on auditions all the time. I, I wasn't homeschooled or anything, nothing weird. Like, I'd go on auditions. I missed right. school for some jobs and stuff. And then I'd have two or three auditions a day at times, and we had a season pass to Universal Studios. So we would just spend time at Universal Studios in between auditions. Like, my mom made it, like, really – I was got very close with my mom. I listened to wow. a lot of oldies in the car. Nice. Yeah. So it's a bonding experience. You didn't have a, was, yeah. You didn't have a very uh, evil stage mom. She was No, very not nice. at all. I mean, she's definitely <clears throat> evil, but – Yeah, for totally different reasons. <laughs> yeah, no, no. She's great. I mean, she's, you know, she's – She'll kill anybody who harms me, but right, that's what you're looking for, mom. Yeah, exactly. That's all you Blood need. Bloodlust. So do you get? Uh, do you still get residuals? I do. I get uh, checks for like four dollars here and there. Nice, now, four dollars. I got a check ever, framed for a penny in my room right now. Do you ever get a check and you're like, what is this? And you have to do some figuring out. Like, no, usually the title like will will ring a bell. Oh. But yeah. Now, as a kid, was it hard to? Did you ever felt like stressed out? Like, oh man, I got to remember my lines or. No, it's never it, it it never was a problem. It was never hard. Like it, it just kind of life, you know. I didn't know anything else, and I had a pretty normal like adolescence. I, I I kind of stopped working around grade school or middle school rather, and then in high school I just completely stopped auditioning, doing everything, and same through college. So I kind of grew up. I had a wacky, like really weird, you know, stagey childhood. But then the teenage years and you know the masturbation years that was right that's that's when you want that's when you need yeah. the, a lot of time at home you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to be on set worrying about where you're going to where you're going to take care of business well your yeah, mom your mom was a great mom but uh unfortunately not all moms are as uh as great as you can tell by this news story it's a strange story but also a sad one april Wright is I just love these local newscasters. <laughs> a strange story, but also a sad one. She's 21 years old and is going through a divorce with her husband, who's in jail. She's not sure how her four-year-old managed to escape. Okay, so let's quickly do the math. Husband's in jail. Um, she has a four-year-old. She's 21, so that means she had the kid when she was 17. Uh, none of these people in the story have a chance. Open a beer <laughs> and steal the neighbor's presents from under the tree. But today, she's just glad he's okay and says she won't let it happen again. 
this four-year-old. But and she says she won't let it happen again. But the kid left the house, got a beer, you know, as you'll hear in the story. I don't know if she really can control this kid. Little boy, Hayden Wright, was found early Tuesday morning wandering the streets of his neighborhood. Officers say he was wearing a little girl's dress and drinking a beer. The biggest concern was. I love how they point out a little girl's dress. Like, all right, I, yeah, obviously he's not gonna fail into like a, a fucking grown woman's gown. It's him being out there, being kidnapped, um, getting ran over, the alcohol, having to have a stomach pump. His mother, April Wright, says she woke up that night panicked at 1:45 a.m. to find Hayden gone. Wright says they put safety devices on all the doorknobs to make sure the kids couldn't get out. But Hayden was somehow able to break this whole thing off the doorknob and then get out into the street. Once he escaped, Wright's... This kid is the man, let's be honest. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. impressive. There's no room's, no room's going to cage me. I need, I need some drinking and some where fun. Where do you get the little girl dress from? Oh, you'll hear. Says her four-year-old followed his father's footsteps and was found here on Blue Spruce Drive drinking alcohol. <laughs> he um, runs Literally away, and figuratively following his... He uh, wants to get in trouble so he can go to jail because that's where his daddy is. <laughs> the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office... Re- that is the saddest and cutest holiday story I've ever heard. Yeah, he is adorable. Court says Hayden rang the doorbell here a few houses down, and the neighbor answered, finding the child holding a partially drank 12-ounce cold Bud Light beer. Got it out of my <laughs> Bud Light's gotta love this yeah. product placement. Like, oh yeah, we're getting the word out about the new ice cold Bud Light. My father's cooler in the back. And how he got it open, I don't understand because it's one of those tab beers. But it doesn't <laughs> stop there. The report says Hayden then snuck into a neighbor's house through an unlocked front door and stole five wrapped Christmas gifts. One of which was a girl's brown dress, which Hayden was wearing when police found him. Going to the neighbor's house and taking their presents. It's very embarrassing. Wright admits she was not just embarrassed, but scared, and rushed to the hospital that night with Hayden, who's now fine. Today, she says she tries to be a good mother and loves her son, but now feels like a failure. Kids do things like this, and, I mean, it's out of your control. You can only do the best you can. As mother, I mean, everybody makes a mistake. It was an honest. It was an honest mistake. Yeah, we we get that. Yeah. Hey, Jesus no harm, Christ. no foul. You wrap that dress back up, give it to the little girl. Everything's yeah, fine. I guess uh, later in the story they were like, um, yeah, we got a hold of the people who had the presents opened, the next door neighbors. They didn't want to comment. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, what are you gonna comment about? Like, oh my God, I can't believe she freaking drunk four year old. Oh man. Poor kid. I just love how, like, apathetic she, the, the mom sounded the whole time. Just like, well, this thing's happening, this thing's happening. Hey, I, hey it's know. an honest mistake. Get off yeah. my back. And then the narrator's like, she feels like a failure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's what you should sure. feel like when you fail. <laughs> you should feel like a failure. That's how it works. The dad was proud. Yeah. Well, he's like, well, except for the cross-dressing. I can't imagine <laughs> the uh, the father locked up in prison is really proud about his four-year-old already getting into dresses. <laughs> This kid is going to be in trouble. Well, let's see what else we got here. We got uh, Barack Obama. He uh, He's really taking care of business, guys. Really taking care of business. Here he is on Oprah. But I love that little dollhouse. This is, uh, uh, what's her name, his wife? <laughs> this is his wife uh, hanging out with Oprah and Barack Obama, and they're talking about, uh, you know, what kind of gifts uh, she got as a kid, Michelle Obama. 
but I love that little dollhouse. Well, now you get some practice. Right? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Dollhouse. I thought you were going to say, I asked this question to some friends, and they all said, easy bake oven. Did you have an oh, easy Oh, I did have an easy bake oven. This is the most powerful woman in entertainment right now. But you know, once you run out of the mix, it's like you're <laughs> yeah, done with it. Yeah, you're done with it. <laughs> you couldn't get more mix? <laughs> that is awesome. This is just such a guy's like mentality. I like this about Barack Obama. He's immediately, he's just, he's just it's so, so jacked forward. up in like problem solving mode. He can't, he can't help but solve this problem. Listen, you couldn't get more mix. <laughs> it doesn't come with more mix. It doesn't come with. And I look at bro, God, the audacity of Oprah to be like, oh, stupid Barack. It doesn't come with more mix. He didn't say yeah. you, you're done with. He didn't say yeah, you, can you know. get more mix out of the box. He right. said, go get more fucking mix. Yeah. Solve the problem. Yeah. They'll talk about it 40 years it later. Come with extra mix. Yeah, yeah, I like this. Barack Obama, if he has an Easy Bake Oven and there's no more mix there, he doesn't just say, oh, call it a day, throw my Easy Bake <laughs> Oven. He goes out there and he finds that goddamn mix. Yep. This is what you want in a president. <laughs> you couldn't get more mix? <laughs> it doesn't come with more mix. It doesn't come easy with more mix. But can you order? See, now like that. <laughs> Nowadays, it's easy. Probably to, but, you can. You, know, you can go then, online and when get more right, mix for when you. When you, we were little, what you got, that's what you got. <laughs> that's what you got. When it's over, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> now, he, now he's well, okay with it. Yeah, Barack's just like, <laughs> forget it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can you get more mix? Oh, all right. Well... I love that just though. He just immediately jumped on the problem. Like, come on, get more mix. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got uh, Celeste Thornton calling in. I saw someone called in a little early. Uh, if that was her, just uh, feel free to call back. We'll get you on here. Man. Um, well, I don't know if uh, you were – I I don't know if I told you about this, Nick, but uh, I booked a gig off Craigslist. It was a uh, a, a roast um, on for Craigslist. Someone posted an ad for, hey, roast my husband for his 30-year-old birthday. And, you know, of course, I, it's a ad off Craigslist. I have no idea who this guy is. But that doesn't stop me from responding to the ad and like, oh, hey, this will be a good idea. I respond to the ad, and it's it's just such a weird thing. She was like, all right, so you ready to roast my husband? I was like, well, you, you have to tell me about him. <laughs> so she sent me this long list of just – it wasn't even, like, things you would roast about. It was, like – I don't know how to describe it. like just anecdotes like oh we all remember the time he broke his hand punching the door because he was angry <laughs> so all my, all the roast turned out um, you know I show up at this uh, hotel in um, Burbank the Holiday Inn they rented out this huge nice ballroom so I'm there in front of like 200 people for this guy's 30th surprise birthday party catered event they have like a DJ video screen and I just walk out there with the mic I'm like oh hey what's up oh I'm Really going to give it to Sam here. <laughs> and, uh, man, it actually, I was surprised. It actually worked out well because all I did was just the anecdote she had. I just, like, retold those anecdotes and just threw an asshole. <laughs> it's like, hey, everyone, we all remember the time Sam crashed his car into his boss's motorcycle. What an asshole. They're like, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you pay for this gig? Yeah, 50 bucks. And then she tipped me an extra 10. Wow. So yeah, dude. And you, I'm sure you ate. I'm sure you had some. Yeah, I could have. I could have. Uh, I was. I wasn't eating then. I was too nervous about the Eagles game. I was a little. Uh, <laughs> I had a nervous stomach all all night. It was a crazy game with the Eagles. So I was. I wasn't in any mood to be eating. But yeah, she. Uh, but you ripped Sam a new one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Sam, his face <laughs> was red. It was weird. Like I, she. One of the stuff she said was, uh, Sam, uh, has a real uh big butt. It's like a J Lo booty. So I was like. 
<laughs> I was like, man, what has my life come to? I've spent like an afternoon at a coffee shop writing jokes about some guy's ass I've never met. <laughs> oh, man. Were you the only guy who roasted him? Or just, like, oh, yeah. No, yeah. Comic? Just me. Just me. Just a random guy coming in like, hey, what's up? <laughs> She's like, so can I, what are you thinking? Half an hour? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> Not at wow. all. I told her 20 minutes. I think it was only like 10 minutes, but uh, they seemed happy. Um, she was she was Asian, so I made you know I made a couple Asian jokes about them being together. But it was weird because it's you know it's all their family and stuff. I also made a uh, Pearl Harbor joke that didn't go over well at all. <laughs> Ooh. What was the joke? Well, they they had some. I guess his birthday was on December 15th. And they met in December 15th or something, and then I made some joke like, December 15th? I thought December 7th was the day that was supposed to live in infamy. You know, like a reference, <laughs> to, <laughs> reference to the speech that was made after Pearl Harbor, but no, no, I don't think it was offensive. People just had no idea what the hell I was talking about. Uh, the dates. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, great. It was actually, yeah, it actually worked out good. I don't know. Did she, she just wanted one comic to do it? Yeah. If she had said... Oh great! Do you have three friends? Who would you invited? Because who would have I invited? That would have been an Ooh. amazing night, and I hope if it happens again in the future, you invite me. Well, I'll say you, Nick, because you're in the room, and uh, I don't Thank want you. things to get weird. No, please. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to. I guess I would have to sit down and and think like who would be the best asshole? You know, who would really give it to him? Out of our friends, who do you think would be really good at ripping someone apart? I mean, uh, I would say you. All right. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I think Paul could make somebody. Paul. Like an asshole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Paul Danky, fellow comedian. I, I feel like you got have to have a little anger in you to to pull it off. Kramer's I, pretty good at it. Yeah, Kramer could comic. do it, but he's not a Yeah, exactly. Kramer <laughs> could, though. He'd make you feel like a dick. That's, a, that's funny about it. Our roommate, Ryan, he was not a comedian, but does enjoy roasting people. <laughs> <laughs> at every waking minute. Yeah. Yeah, he loves roasting people on Twitter, whatever he can. He'll call you a faggot at the drop of a... Drop of a hat. <laughs> but in, in his defense, you probably had it coming. That's, no, that's how. That's what he'll say. <laughs> oh man we have uh, Stud Manley's movie reviews coming up but uh, we're going to take a, a quick talk I won't even say a break because a break would imply that the comedy is going to slow down but it doesn't slow down in the green room we're just going to take a minute to uh, happy uh, holiday season is this the speed up music it's yes, it's not a, slowing down it's called Fluty Flute and uh, if you enjoy flutey. flutes if you enjoy funk then you probably enjoy music, and you probably should check out Amazon.com. You can go there, and how do you get there? You go to SeanTGreen.com, you click the Amazon link, and there you are. You can get anything on Amazon. They have all these great deals going now, um, CDs, uh, electronics. Um, what are those things? They're not the notebooks. The uh, Kindle. Kindle, yes. Kindles are they're flying off the shelves at Amazon.com. They also have some... Uh, you know, kind of interesting novelty items that I wasn't aware of. Are you a fan of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I love the show, yeah. They have uh, Patty's Pub t-shirts on Amazon. Oh, yeah? Ma- yeah. Oh, Mac and D and the gang, I can be like one of them? Yeah. Yeah, you could be one of them. You you know, people will be like, oh, wow, you're on that show? And you're like, no, I'm, but I'm part of the gang. You can feel like, I know everyone out there wants to be a star. You could be a star by wearing Hollywood merchandise that you purchase on Amazon.com. All you do is uh, you just go to ShantiGreen.com, click the link, or you can even make it easier. Um, you can just follow me on Twitter, and then, you know, if I see something that I know the greenheads will be digging, I'll tweet that out for you. No problem, guys. I'll I'm take on, care. I'm on Amazon all the time. I shop at that place. Honestly, all the time. It's great prices. Best prices. on. I have an application 
that you scan a barcode and it tells you how much it is to buy it on Amazon.com. Wow. So how do I give you green credit? All you do is um, gotta go to shantigreen.com. Shantigreen.com. You click the Amazon link, then they know. Oh man, Sean Green's getting the word out. Amazon executives, they're they're gonna be stoked because I I've actually you know people have been buying stuff and I appreciate that. You know the listeners they realize hey, in these trying times we can create a win-win-win situation. You win by getting a great product at a great price. Amazon wins by making money, and the green room wins by getting the referral. So check out. Amazon.com. So what do you think, Logan? Pretty good commercial, right? <coughs> Fantastic. Nice. I stand behind Amazon.com a lot, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Who doesn't like Amazon? It's not too late to guarantee shipping by Christmas. No, it's not. It's not at all. And even, uh, you know, like the iTunes stuff, that that kind of stuff, you, instead of going to iTunes, you can just buy the MP3s through Amazon, and, uh, you know, they don't have all those crazy MP3 protections, stuff like that. So if you're into, if you're some sort of... Uh, Music pirate, uh, Amazon.com. That's definitely where you want to go. <laughs> just make sure you buy the the music first, and then set up like a sweet Napster server, and then distribute right, it to right. all your friends. I was uh, speaking of Christmas parties. Uh, Nick, you had a Christmas party. That was a that I was did. a blast. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, with a lot of cleaning up to do. Yeah, exactly. I was uh, rocking my Santa coat and Santa hat, and I was I was really tearing it up at Flip Cup. Felt like a real man. That was a great game. I my best mem one of my best memories of the night is when you first showed up, and you come up to me and in all sincerity you say, uh, "So where are the whores at?" Now, what did you say? You didn't say whores. <laughs> what did you say? You said skanks. You said yeah. skanks. Where are the, where are the skanks at? Like, right. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. No, seriously, where are the skanks? The <laughs> guy like addresses a drunk Santa Claus, like a guy who just robbed Santa Claus on the street. Right. I'm like uh, Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places. That's my that's my holiday <laughs> season look. He's like, well, you. Know, I was like, I don't know, man. Like a lot of these people I know, and I, I don't think they're skanks. And if I don't know them, I don't really know what their status is. So. Right. Like, well, I'll, you know, I just thought maybe every party's got some uh, <laughs> standard skanks rolling around. I thought maybe uh, you could point them out to me. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Just uh, have some cool. eggnog, man. It's cool. <laughs> I sound so charming in these stories. <laughs> yeah, you do. I don't know how I'm still single. I think you mumbled and like stormed off in another yeah. direction. After yeah, that, then I found flip cup. I didn't cup. have the information that needed. <laughs> You're useless to me. Then I went and found some flip cup and started, tried to find some skanks. Um, but you did. You found that skank across the flip cup table in the white yeah, shirt. Yeah, I thought things were going great, this uh, <laughs> this other chick. And, you know, I was she kept hugging me and stuff. And, yeah, it was going really well. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't end up sealing the deal. I don't know. I've heard she has a tiny vagina. Oh, okay. Well, then I, I won't want anything to do with I that. That she, sounds disgusting. She's either maybe a virgin or is or just recently not a virgin, but the reason why she was a virgin for so long is because she tried to have sex with some guy, and her, and her vagina was too small. Oh, my small. God. It wouldn't allow it, yeah. I, I assumed you were just messing around. No, that's, no. That's the, that sounds that's horrific. About her, yeah. Why would you even go out of the house? I mean, I guess, I guess, what? <laughs> I guess guys are wired differently than like women. It's like if I couldn't go to a party with at least the potential of meeting a chick or something, or eventually hooking up with her, like what's? Why wouldn't I just stay home and play uh, Xbox? Like yeah. it makes no sense or, to me. What's or, the point of socializing? Or get like a series of uh, shivs that, not shivs, uh, like you know, slits of wood that are increasing, <laughs> increasing in diameter, and you know, just and make it happen. Just yeah, it's like shoehorn. It's like hanging a door. You just need a couple. <laughs> yeah, you got exactly. Get some shivs in there. Huh. Yeah. You're talking real construction talk now. You said you were uh, doing some stuff for Habitat for Humanity. How's that going? It's been going really great. I actually, uh, I've been sick this week, so I couldn't go in. But uh, last week I went in down in Torrance and I was working on this house and uh, you know I was using the catch claw to rip out some nails that were uh, nice setting up some uh, some jo- joists putting some uh, connecting rods for the joists 
Now, how are the other people to work with? Like, what are the what's what's the kind of mix of people that you would get volunteering at Habitat for Humanity? The guy, the guy who's the like the leader who has a job there is clearly just an like a meth head, like a ex meth head who's now found <laughs> Jesus. And that's the thing too; it's very religious. Like, I had no idea. We get oh there, really? Yeah, it's very religious. And we're hanging out at the very beginning, and uh, you know, he's like telling us what we're gonna be doing and what we gotta know. And then he goes, the guy looks, this is the guy who looks like a pirate. He's just got scars over everyone. He's got a pirate hair, pirate beard, <laughs> and the total method. He's the leader. This guy's in charge of this. And he goes, of uh, course, you're not going to be in uh, pirate looking and, and be second in command. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. And he looks around and he goes, all right, who's going to say today's prayer? And I almost like laughed. Almost, <laughs> yeah, all right, let's get the building, you know. And then I realized, like, oh, no, he's serious. And he goes, no, nah, I'm kidding. And I was like, oh, he was kidding. He goes, I know I'll be the one who says it. <laughs> and then he says the prayer. We all lower our heads, says the prayer. I was like, all right, that's fine. But the funny thing is, like, everybody the whole time was asking me if I was part of the Mosaic Church group that was coming in. And I was like, no, no, I just signed up online. And that, like, blew them away. They're like, well, you're not here for, like, a group. You know, like, it blew them away that I just – Right, just a random volunteer. Yeah. And then when you the just church, have a good heart. You just, have a heart I of gold. just like to fucking swing a hammer. Right, take out some shit. aggression. Yeah, it's fun. But uh, the the group, the church group, did show up around like 9:30, an hour, hour and a half late. Uh, of course, you know, all high and mighty. And then <laughs> around lunchtime, all those guys, all the church guys, leave, and we're like, "Well, where are you going?" You know, and they're like, "Oh, don't worry, there's another group coming in later. We like split the day up." And that's not how it works. Yeah, you just you, you show can't up just do a four-hour shift. Yeah, you put in a whole fucking day. And, like, that's that's not very Christian, you know? No, it isn't. Jesus didn't walk halfway across the water, right. <laughs> you know, and then tag out. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. It's fucking bullshit. So I was like, well, I'm here. I'm he didn't a- carry half the cross. He carried the whole goddamn exactly. cross. He didn't walk half the way up with this burden of cross. And, hey, Peter, you mind getting this for a little yeah. bit? My back sore. Exactly. He was a full-time carpenter. He was. Yeah, he was. He didn't, he didn't uh, make some sort of, like, wine-water mixture. You know? Right. Yeah, all wine, all the way. Didn't make tequila. No, he didn't made make great, high-quality wine. I think how tequila is your is your <laughs> description of wine water mixture. <laughs> no, I don't know. I it was just some some hybrid. That was the only thing I could think of. I guess it would just be real watered down wine. Yeah, it just yeah, I guess so. He didn't make wine cooler. That's right. He there you go, Logan. That's how you do it. Wine spritzer. White wine spritzer. You don't hear that enough anymore. I feel like that was a go-to joke when I was a kid. Spritzer. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like the funny drink that you could order, you know, yeah. like in any TV show. Be like, "Well, you drinking a white wine spritzer?" And then the laugh track would hit. <laughs> Ka-ching. Yeah. Um. Now I, I remember at the uh, Christmas party, I was there hanging out. Oh well, here we got uh we got Celeste calling in, so uh, we can get into that. It's not that great of an anecdote. Don't worry, audience, you're not missing <laughs> out. I'm I'm dying here. Hello. Hello, is it Sean? Yeah. Hey, Sean, it's Stud. How you doing? Oh, yeah, it's actually, yeah, sorry. It's uh, Stud Manly. How's it going, Stud? Oh, it's going just great, Sean. Stud, of course, is, um, he's a heralded film actor. He's an independent star on the festival circuit. Um, star of Stud Manly Private Dick. Uh, you know, and so we, we at the green room, we like to get people who are, uh, you know, experts in the field to review it. So we send Stud out to go review movies. How's it going, Stud? That's great, and don't sell yourself short, Sean. Remember, you were one of the major components of Stud Manly Private Dick. Oh, yes, I was. Uh, I actually played, well, I think my official role for the film was uh, Diaper Boy, one of the Diaper Boys in uh, Stud Manly's <laughs> film. We, uh, the Diaper Boys, we were like uh, Richard Gere's illegitimate child's minion, and I uh, dressed up in a diaper, and we captured someone, and we were supposed to simulate burning a guy with a cigar. 
Is that is that correct? Right? That was That's the scene. That's pretty close. And <laughs> you should have got you should have received an Oscar nomination. Why well, you didn't? Goddamn! Goddamn Academy. <laughs> it's politics. <laughs> All right, stud. So what do you got for us? Well, uh, today I'd like to talk about some of the movies that are uh, coming out uh, or have been out for a little while. Some of them. Uh, one of the things I'm very proud of Hollywood um, is that a lot of these films that are coming out are featuring African Americans, and I say bravo to Hollywood for that. Right, it's um, about time. Un- un- yeah, unfortunately, though, some of the films, some of these these films, I can't really recommend any of them. Oh, uh, like oh. Blindside, I'm sure you're familiar. Uh, with that movie, The Blind Side, about that big, uh, giant African American young gentleman, uh, he was homeless and, you know, became Sandra Bullock's son or something. I mean, it's just yeah, exactly, un- unrealistic. So, you know, I can't recommend that. But there's a movie that I find very realistic. Oh yeah, and- well, it's that, that movie's based on a true story. <laughs> Don't, he's on a roll in there. Okay, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. That's, Go that's what. That's what they say in Hollywood, okay? <laughs> All right, okay. Let's just let's just understand that. You know what? I'm not in no, the I'm not in the studio mix. I don't know what I, I don't know. I have no authority here. I apologize. Okay. Now, one of the movies um, I would like to talk about that is realistic, unlike Blindside, is a movie called Precious. <laughs> now, this is a movie. It's about it's featuring African Americans, and you know when it was written about by an African American, I believe she was like a homeless uh, crack whore. Yeah. At one time, and this movie is about it's about a large uh, African American young lady, very unattractive, and basically you can't get a date uh, with anybody besides your own father. But it, <laughs> and I, I, I'm I'm proud of what they were trying to do with this movie, but the thing that bothers why I can't recommend this movie, something that I found very offensive, is the way that the filmmakers chose to show large black female women right. eating fried pig's feet. Oh, oh. God. There's too much of that today. There was even a suggestion, <laughs> there was a line in the film that sometimes these certain kind of people eat fried pig's feet that have hair on them. Oh, jeez. Are you crying, Stud? Well, I find it very, you know, I don't know what society's coming to. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not against. Uh, I'm against censorship, and we all know that. I'm an artist myself, right. as you are, Sean. Exactly. Now, another movie that's come out, and it's it features African Americans. Uh, it's an animated film. It's called The Princess and the Frog. Oh, nice, uplifting you film. Know. Well, I'm sorry. Is it an uplifting film? Well, I would say it it's supposed to be an uplifting film. Oh. Now it's from an age-old story. Now. It is, and we're back to the African-American thing, uh, it features African-American uh, cartoon people, which is the first time ever in the history of Hollywood, and I want to I want to give a big shout-out to Hollywood for that, even though some of the uh, uh, characters were, uh, a lot of people don't realize they were dubbed, uh, some of these African-American voices were dubbed by uh, homosexual Jews behind the scenes, but that's not what we're here to talk about. What we're t- here to talk about is... Uh, this is a children's movie. It's an animated film. It's a children's film. And, you know, it's an age-old story, you know, about a young girl, uh, you know, uh, who fantasizes, you know, she kisses a frog, okay? She kisses a frog, and it becomes, a, you know, a prince and all that uh-huh. stuff. You know, it's yeah. an age-old story. It's been around for years. The, and every girl that's ever lived, and this is a fact, I, I would think, this is a fact, <laughs> that they've all 
fantasized. There's not a woman, a girl that's ever lived who hasn't fantasized about kissing a frog and, you know, going to the castle. What's that? Dream come true. Yeah, it's a dream. It is a dream come true. But what happens if one of these young girls who's, who's fantasizing about kissing a frog lives in Arizona? Yeah. <laughs> what a lot of people don't realize is that in Arizona, for years they have been illegally breeding predator frogs. Oh, no. And what was to happen if one of these young girls, innocent young girls, were to try to kiss one of these predator frogs, and that frog... We'd, have, we'd have a situation like the uh, chimpanzee lady on the Oprah show all over Exactly. Again. It sounds like disaster, it, stud. Exactly like that. But did that chimpanzee, did it rape a young girl? No. Like it, these frogs are capable no, of doing it possibly? These are, these are <laughs> rapist frogs as well? In yeah, they're, they're called predator frogs for a oh, reason. Predator, they're, okay. they're predator frogs. Do you think that girl would be very popular if a frog ate off her face and raped her? <laughs> well, she'd get on TV. <laughs> That's a dream for a lot of people. Yeah, I guess there's some sense of popularity, you know, being on television, but I, I agree with you, Stud. She would not be popular. Not in school. Maybe maybe on Jerry Springer's show. Now, but that's, you, another, that's another story with that guy. <laughs> did you review any uh, films that didn't involve African Americans? Yes, I did. Oh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the next film, is, we're going to change uh, gears here totally. The next film <laughs> is... What we in Hollywood call, you know this, Sean, right. uh, is a chick flick. Oh, okay. And we've all been there, you know, yeah. guys. You know, women love these chick flicks, and we have to sit there and endure these chick flicks because, yeah. you know, we're trying to get lucky, you know, at the end of the night, you know. And um, there's one chick flick that's out right now, but I can't really, you know, I don't really think it's very good. I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's no good. It's called Did You Hear the Morgans? Oh, okay. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's starring Sarah Jessica Parker. And uh, that guy that uh, had sex with that ugly uh, prostitute, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. He's in there. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's not much of a story. It's not very, you know, original. It's about a, a, a an unhappy couple that see a, a murder. They witness a murder. And then, the, you know, they have to run, you know, from the, you know, they have to join the witness protection program so they don't get killed, you know, by the mafia or something. But... What I did is I come up with a really, really original story, and you might want to, you know, listen to this, Sean. Oh, I'm listening, son. I'm listening. And you know, it's it's original and it's gonna it's super topical and hot right now. And the name of my movie is going to be. And are you ready for this? Did you hear about the woods? Okay, oh. <laughs> and it's going to be starring Tiger Woods in a movie. You know, it's going to start innocently enough, you know, like in a hotel room, you know, and Tiger Woods is goes in there with the, one of his mistresses, you know, he thinks he's going to have a, you know, a, you know, an adultery, you know. And then, <laughs> but what he doesn't realize is that it's adultery. a setup, okay? And, you know, it's an intervention, you know, and his wife is there and all his other mistresses are there and even his mother-in-law is there, you know, and guess who else is there? Who? Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds <laughs> and leader of the mafia, okay? All right, this is what he really is interesting because, you know, everyone's having a good time with this intervention and drinking, and then Barry Bonds and the leader of the mafia, you know, they pull down their pants right in front of everybody, you know, and they start injecting steroids in each other's butts, you know, and then all those other, you know, Tiger Woods and all those ladies, you know, they get scared, and then they have, because they don't want Barry Bonds and the leader of the mafia to kill them, so they go into the witness 
transportation program and they have to go all the way to Alaska and they live in a big igloo, you know, and they have to, you know, all their friends are going to be like Eskimos and, you know, and they have to eat penguin sandwiches, you know, and then every time, you know, those ladies get mad at Tiger Woods, they hit him, they hit him in the head with a golf club and he keeps wrecking his dog sled. <laughs> you know, hey, I just hope I don't write in this screenplay something about, you know, that mother-in-law, you know, that keeps getting food poisoning from eating all those penguin sandwiches. <laughs> hey, son, you know, you might, you know, I could put, you know, a part in there for you. You oh, like yeah, comic dude. in there. And oh, yeah, comic relief. Like that. I think they did this movie with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. called Ice Dogs. Actually. Yeah, exactly. They made this movie. Think, yeah, Stud, there might, you know, that might have already come out. Now, Stud, we got time for one more. What's your What's your last pick to see at the box office? Well, my last pick. Or well, I avoid. can't really recommend anything, but I can say <laughs> one thing that I I don't want to see. I was gonna, is this new Moon movie? Oh no. These the uh, Twilight. These Twilight. I'm not approve of any of these Twilight movies or the books because all they do. Is they teach twelve-year-old girls to fantasize about vampires, and I know you don't have a daughter yet, Sean. But nope. just thinking, but someday if you did, and you had a twelve-year-old daughter, and is Logan there with you today? Yep. I'm right here. Now, I know he's your friend, he's your partner, but like, well, this is hypothetical. Yeah. What if he knew that your naive little daughter, and she's just so cute and precious, she has dimples just like her father? Yeah, exactly. And nipples. he finds out that she's a Twilight fan. And he goes and buys some vampire teeth, some fake vampire teeth, and convinces your daughter that he's a vampire, just so he can rub his privates on her little dimples on her face. Uh, <laughs> Logan, you son of a bitch! I can't believe you would think of doing that. No, to I my mean I know he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. But I'm just being hypothetical. I mean, who, you know, it could be anybody. I mean, you know, God forbid, you know, like President Clinton, you know, do something like that. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's all for today, Sean. I appreciate it so much. Right. I have to go. But thank you so much. Good enough to go out on Stud Manly, everyone. Thank check you. out you. Good night. Stud Manly. Check out his movie, Stud Manly <laughs> Private Dick. Wow. What a show, man. What a show. I think, uh, yeah, we got it on, man. <laughs> Stud Manly. He is epic. All right. So, Nick, uh, where can people check you out online? You can uh, follow me on Twitter to get the latest update, uh, twitter.com forward slash Nick Rutherford. I wish my last name was shorter, but it's too late for me. Um, And then check out my sketch group, goodneighborstuff.com. Very funny guys. All right, Logan, you want to take us out with a haiku? Hit it. Let's do it. Nick R., child actor. Barack Obama asks you, can't you get more mix? (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the program every Thursday, 8 o'clock Pacific, 11 o'clock East Coast. That'll do it. And, uh, yeah, have a a nice uh, Christmas holiday. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the program. Thank you for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and make sure you check out LegalZoom.com for all of your self-help legal needs. Referral code GREEN for The Green Room discount.